EO Fire 1124. And about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to create and present your very own webinar? Visit thewebinarcourse.com to sign up for our free 10-day course today. Create and present webinars that convert. Thewebinarcourse.com. Ignite. Funding Circle loans are designed exclusively for fast-moving businesses like yours. Visit FundingCircle.com slash FIRE and enter promo code FIRE for $250 off your first loan origination fee. GoToMeeting makes it easy to meet with your team whenever, wherever. Visit GoToMeeting.com and click the Try a Free button today. That's GoToMeeting.com for your free 30-day trial. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. Jolly Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Charles Lou. Charles, are you prepared to ignite? JLD, I'm about to spontaneously combust yes. over here, man. <laughs> Charles is a restaurateur who owns and operates multiple hospitality concepts across the U.S. He's developing other concepts, including Trejo's Tacos with Danny Trejo and a bakery coffee concept with world champion Meta World Peace. Charles, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, man. So I am in the restaurant business. Um, I try to curate, uh, come up with concepts, try to stay ahead of the curve, try to stay ahead of the trend, look for uh, opportunities within this restaurant hospitality market and uh, just go for it. Once we identify it, we just latch onto it and we run as fast as we can with it. I mean, Danny Trejo, Meta World Peace. How do you get hooked up with these massive celebrities? You know, we have an incredible network. I've been an attorney in Los Angeles for just over a decade now. And, um, you know, kind of going, we'll discuss later on, but going to back to where I started and the nightclubs and the bars and you just meet people. These nightclubs and bars were really just the greatest resource you could ever imagine for meeting every single person that you could ever imagine. Everybody you saw on TV, everybody you heard in the radio, they all come through the doors of these bars. And you're, when you're the guy standing at the door, it provides a really uh, easy introduction. So cool. Well, you're right. We are going to talk about that because Charles, you have a fascinating journey. But first, let's do this because, listen, the listeners of this show, Fire Nation, we're all about building viable businesses. And to have a viable business, you need to be making the dollars, making the Benji. So how do you, Charles, today generate revenue? Right. So right now, we have multiple revenue streams. We have our law firm, which is... Uh, quickly becoming one of the preeminent law firms in the whole city of Los Angeles for everything from restaurant entitlements to uh, ABC permitting to conditional use permitting. Um, really, we run the full gamut from A to Z, everything, private placement memorandums, subscription agreements, operating agreements, anything you need done with your restaurant, we do it. So that's one of the ways. And I own and operate multiple concepts. I think I have nine right now wow. up and running. Uh, with three more scheduled for the next six months. I have a jewelry line that is completely not related to anything <laughs> I'm doing here, but it's it kind of goes back to one of your your uh, favorite sayings, your weapon 
happens a mass distraction yeah. and, and these these things are, are extra shiny and extra sparkly and it's beautiful jewelry so we launched that so we uh we've done a really good job of diversifying where we're pulling our revenue sources from now i do want to clarify because i think it is important the point that you just make there's you know there's a big difference between weapons of mass distraction and the bright shiny object syndrome for entrepreneurs that are trying to get that initial momentum you can't get distracted you have to find that one thing to get that initial momentum but then once you charles have gotten that one thing going and you've been doing it for a while just like myself you know we don't just stay put now now we diversify now we go out and we you know have these ringers and and what i like to call the core and explore you know both you and i have our core of what we know works but now let's go out and explore a few things and have some fun. You know, for me, that's podcast websites. That's thefreedomjournal.com. You know, you, you mentioned very kindly that you enjoy, you know, my one-off podcast called The Ancients, you know, which is a book that I wrote when I was deployed to Iraq. And now I'm just kind of reading chapters, you know, when I have spare time and, and doing some really cool sound effects. So you can have these one-off things. So Charles, I love that you brought that up. You're doing a lot of cool things. And Fire Nation realize as you grow that focus can shift in different directions and widen. But what I want to talk about, Charles, is your journey now because you've had some great moments and you have some awesome moments ahead. But what was the worst? What was your worst entrepreneurial moment? Tell us that story. I've had a couple. Uh, I've had quite a few. If I had to identify, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the, yeah, that could be a much longer conversation, yeah. but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to key in on one. Uh, it was actually my first restaurant that I ever owned. Hmm. It was an absolute monstrosity. It was this gigantic sports bar. It was state-of-the-art in every single way. We had a wall of televisions. It was actually the biggest audiovisual system west of Las Vegas. <sighs> Complete beast, totally ahead of its time, uh, gourmet food and a sports bar environment. We really thought we had everything figured out. I mean, we thought, we thought this was going to be our kind of one and done and we were going to string the world with these, these sports <laughs> bar, uh, this sports bar concept. So. As uh, as quite often happens with restaurants, we opened it. Uh, it didn't quite open with the bang that we had all assumed it would. But you know, we were all uh, very a lot of perseverance and a lot of energy. So we we just ground it out. We said we're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. We worked literally day in day out. All of all of the partners in the place were managers, dishwashers, waiters. We did anything that it took to keep that, those doors open and and keep the gas on. Took us about a year. After about a year, I remember specifically sitting with the guys and we're looking at our P&Ls and I'm going, good Lord, we actually made money this month. So we <laughs> walked a year down the road and we look at it and it was, you know, it was a pretty meager uh, net profit, but it, it maybe 6,000 bucks, something. But I remember sitting looking at it and going, guys, we did this. We turned this thing around. So second month, that not net profit Profit doubles. The next month, it increases again. And now we're back to um, that that mindset that we're we're taking over the world. And then I remember walking up, taking my key out to open the door, looking up, and there being a three day eviction notice to quit on my door. Now, one thing as a restaurateur, you really want to always try to do two things: a pay your payroll because mm-hmm. we need employees, and b pay your rent. So I'm looking at it and I'm saying to myself, how can I have a three-day notice? I'm the one that writes the checks every single month to the sub-landlord, to uh, the guy who who subleased the deal to us. Well, 
Long story short, and this was where, you know, the, the legal background, an attorney helped to a certain degree. I call, I call the lawyer, I start walking through it, we start doing discovery, we try to figure out what's going on. Basically, what we determine is that the sub-landlord, the, the gentleman who had leased to us, was actually taking our rent checks every month and just keeping it and never transferring it over to the landlord. The landlord was an absentee landlord. He was actually out of the country 11 months out of the year, so when he came back into town, he saw that he had never got any rent paid and slapped us with a, an eviction notice. Um, he really wasn't very willing to listen to us. He, he thought that you know he took a lot of offense to it. That it didn't matter how much I explained to him that we had wrote checks, even to the point that I showed him the, the, check, the canceled checks and the, the cash checks. It turned into this massive uh, legal battle that the real truth was that our kind of we were in this you know we were baby birds we had this the little incubated business that really just wasn't in a position at all to handle this this assailed I mean we were assailed literally on every side and we just were absolutely not in any position to handle it so needless to say about sixty days I locked the doors of that walked out sat on the bus stop and uh, just hung my head in my hands and I just had no idea what I was going to do man. Let's play the what if game for a second. So what if, Charles, those rent checks that you were sending, you know, were going to the right place and you hadn't actually been evicted? What if, like, what do you think would have happened? Do you think you would have continued? Would you still potentially even be running that business today? I mean, was it looking like it was going on that kind of momentum yeah, I absolutely I do. I think it was again it was really ahead of its time and it, it really was a trend that as much as there was sports bars, there was no real gourmet sports bars. We introduced a you know a twenty five dollar hamburger at the time that everybody thought was outrageous, but it got us so much press because we said guys we're not a sports bar. Don't come in expecting, you know, fried chicken wings <laughs> and, and crappy French fries. Come in expecting the most gourmet meal that you could think that you could have while still in a casual environment. So I think it was great. You know, I, I think there's been some other people since then have done similar concepts and they've done well with them. So yeah, I think timing wise, we, we were really poised to be in a really good place at the right time. And again, Fire Nation, this is about positioning. They weren't trying to compete with Buffalo Wild Wings. They were trying to be the gourmet sports bar that was just there. Like you went there because, hey, you could say, hey, honey, I'm going to take you to this place tonight because you're going to love the food. It's a great environment and we're going to watch the game. We're going to have a blast doing it and you could. So it was that unique space. So Fire Nation, think about that. Like what unique space are you going to occupy in the market? What's your UVD, that unique value distinguisher? Charles had it. He knew what it was. It didn't happen overnight, the success, but he grew towards it. He kept with it. Perseverance, persistence, he made it happen. And then, of course, a bad turn of events, and, and then he was at the bus stop, hands uh, head in his hands. Now, Charles, I kind of want to move forward and talk about another story in your journey. This one's going to be an epiphany, an aha moment that you've had. And you've had a ton of these, my friend, but you know Fire Nation. We're entrepreneurs. What's the aha moment story that we're really going to resonate with? Take us there. 
as a restaurateur and an entrepreneur, uh, you know, especially in the beginning and, and any of the restaurateurs, actually anyone, any of the entrepreneurs will, will know this. In the beginning, your whole job is it's really a perception is reality thing, right? So I'm, I'm spending 80% of my time trying to get other people to believe in what I'm selling, whether it's uh, it doesn't really matter if it's iPhone covers or or hamburgers. It's all irrelevant. They just need to believe that this concept, whatever it is I'm doing, is is valuable. So I'm running around like a lunatic. I've got one restaurant up. It's doing extremely well. But at the end of the day, it's really it's a two thousand square foot burger restaurant. Anyway, I cut, anyway I pitch it. You know, no matter how excited I get about it, it's a little burger restaurant that's doing well. So I'm running around trying to get people psyched about it. People are getting psyched about it, but the one person or the one group and the most important group is commercial landlords. Commercial landlords are looking at me going, you know, your, your P&Ls are okay. Your, your cash flow is okay. You've got cool reviews. People like you and you've got a celebrity following, but we need more. Now, you also have to remember back at this point in time, commercial real estate as a whole was in a very, very different place. Commercial real estate, you know, back then five, six, seven years ago, uh, the commercial realtors were all doing the same thing. They would go straight out. They'd find their big box anchor tenant. They'd throw their big box anchor tenant in their commercial spots and then they would just plug in holes. Well, now with Amazon and the internet and everything else, what you've seen is you've seen a complete flip on its head of commercial real estate to the point now where hospitality is taking 60, 70, sometimes even more of available commercial retail space where that used to be, re- where that used to be purely retail. So back then, none of these guys would return my calls. No one would get back to me. No one would pay me any attention. I would drive up and down from San Diego to Newport Beach up to San Francisco, I would always get stuck with uh, with the most junior agent, the most junior guy at the entire commercial real estate department. They'd throw me some horrible deal and offer me ten bucks a square foot TIs, mm-hmm. and you know they'd ask for ninety seven personal guarantees and cross collateralizations and all this just insanity. And I it was it was crazy because I kept looking at it, and for a, for a good year I was going, this is one of these real chicken before the eggs because I can't get a spot without having more spots and I can't have more spots without getting the spot. So I had no idea really how to do it. Well, basically through a, a lot of perseverance and a lot of, uh, a, a lot of just negotiation and meeting with people and shaking a lot of hands and sitting down face to face. And you know, there's no substitute, I believe, for sitting down across the table for someone and looking into their eyes. You, know, you can pound the phones all day, but you got to get in front of someone and let them see your energy and let them hear your passion. So finally got a second uh, um, uh, place up and running signed a lease for a third place, got voted best hamburgers in uh, Los Angeles, got a bunch of accolades. And then without mentioning the name, I got a really funny uh, email one day from a (laughs) massive, massive commercial real estate, one of the biggest in the world, not even the country, uh, said vice president for the Western region said, please give me a call whenever you get this, et cetera, et cetera. So I give him a call. Of course, he's extremely excited, takes my call immediately. You're doing incredible things. First thing he says after he tells me how great I'm doing and how much he loved the product because he had went to three of our locations was, how come we haven't spoken before? <laughs> which, <laughs> which was absolutely like, – that was a aha moment for me you know, because I was like, we haven't spoken before because you won't return any of my damn phone calls. But of course, I'm not going to say that. So that was the aha moment for me was, was clearly when this major, major guy who I couldn't have – you know, I could have camped outside his door and he would have ignored me, found me 
put the call, the email into me. And when I talked to him, it literally said, how come we haven't talked before? And that made me go, okay, we're, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Charles, let's talk about this for a second because I know Fire Nation is, is kind of shaking their heads because I've been there. You know, it was like for me, when I first started the podcast, you know, my emails would go unanswered by people I'd love to have on my show for obvious reasons. You know, my show was a nothing. It was a nobody. I had no audience. And, you know, and now I get 50 inbound requests and inquiries every single week from you know, huge names from big celebrities, from people that want to be on my show. And, and you know, it's just like, okay, where were you then? But of course it makes sense. Right. You know, why, why would they have been there then? How can we reconcile this? Like, what do you want Fire Nation to get from that story? There's a bunch of different words for it, but I think at the end of the day, John, it's just, it's just tenacity. It's, it's that, that just complete unwillingness to surrender, that complete unwillingness to give up, that it doesn't matter if it's 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to stay up and send six more emails. And if one of them gets responded to, then that was well worth it. That, that two hours that I stayed up till midnight was well worth it. And if I get up at three in the morning and I have some wacky idea, <laughs> you know what? Someone's getting an email at three. Someone actually got an email last night at about four in the morning, sent me an email this morning and said, dude, you need to sleep. That was actually the response. So, <laughs> But you got a response. Yeah, I got a response. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think, man, I think, and it's probably the same thing, you know, you're, you're seeing is, you know, you're, you're a beast now. You're sitting doing what you're doing. You're, you've, you've by all accounts made it, but I'm sure you look back and you see that tipping point oh, and yeah. you realize that that tipping point was really brought on by, by tenacity and just the complete unwillingness to surrender. Yeah. I kind of remember my tipping point actually. It was one of these times, you know, I'm just going through my emails. Then all of a sudden I get this email from Gary Vaynerchuk's handler and the handler just said, John, you're on our top list of must be on podcast for the release of Gary's new book. Can we get Gary on the show? And I was just like, Oh my God, like, you know, not even too long ago, like I was thrilled that I was able to get Gary on the show. And now they're coming to me and saying, John, like you're on, you're on our radar as like a podcast to be on for the release of this book. And I'm just like, this is, this is a tipping point. This is awesome. And Fire Nation is that tenacity, the perseverance, the persistence. That was like episode 700. You know, that didn't happen the second week after my podcast. It happened after two years of daily nonstop podcasting. So Charles, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? It's actually my ability to multitask. And I know that sounds a little contradictory, but I think my biggest weakness is if, if I have 17 minutes before a phone call, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to squeeze every single how to squeeze every ounce of blood out of that 17 minutes. So, you know, maybe I should be focused on one thing, but my head is in 50 different places. So I have to really buckle down and sit there and say, you know, certain things are, are, are bigger fish, right? They're, they're a, a, a big, a bigger hunt that I really want to acquire. And I think my biggest weakness is sometimes I get a little distracted by ancillary things that really aren't deserving of, of my time or my energy. What's your biggest strength? I think it's the same thing, multitasking and, and resilience. I mean, I, 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 again, it's ability to keep as many balls in the air as I can. I, you know, sometimes I think uh, if I looked at myself from the outside that I would look like just <laughs> like an inc insane court jester because <laughs> I think it would look like 
a hundred yellow, green, blue, multicolored balls just all floating around. And, and from anybody else's perspective, they'd say, I, I can't believe none of those balls are, are hitting the ground. And maybe a couple of them do hit the ground once in a while, but I'm distracting you with enough of the other colored balls in there that you don't really focus on, on the ones that are bouncing around on the ground. Danny Trejo, Meta World Peace. I mean, you have a lot of exciting balls in the air right now, but what's the one ball in the air, Charles, that you are most excited about right now? Stoutburger is incredible. It's growing. We've opened four of them. We've got two more opening. We, uh, and within the next quarter, we're really, really crushing it. We're, by all accounts, that's, that's a winner, and we're super excited about it. But I'm really, really excited about coffee right now. It's the second biggest commodity in the world behind oil. It's, uh, it's only getting bigger and bigger. Uh, there's a huge regrowth and movement and, and energy in this third-wave coffee movement. So you've got your first waves. It's your Dunkin' Donuts and you know, your gas stations, your second wave, your peach, your coffee beans, your Starbucks. Now you've got your third waves, your ritual, your four barrel, your uh, handsome coffee guys, uh, these uh, single origin, fair trade, incredible artisan coffee. And I'm really, really excited about it. I love, I love the coffee game, not only because um, I think there's really unlimited amount of growth potential in it, but all aspects of it, literally from the growing of it, to the harvesting of it, to the exporting of it, to the importing of it, to the roasting of it, to the retail of it, to the wholesale of it, you're creating jobs every single step of the way. You're creating money every single step of the way. You're increasing economies for the countries that it's been brought in from. You're increasing the co- economy, the country that it's being imported into. So I just think it's, there's something about coffee right now that I think is just extraordinarily interesting. A worldwide ripple effect, no doubt. And Fire Nation, if you're drinking coffee right now, take a sip, kick back, because we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. You're an entrepreneur. It's who you are and your business is on the rise. But sometimes it doesn't feel that way when banks make you jump through hoops to get the funding you need to grow. Funding Circle feels your pain and they're here to offer you a better financing experience. With Funding Circle's fast, affordable business loans of up to $500,000, you can grow on your terms. Want to buy inventory, ramp up marketing, or expand your business to a new location? Your Funding Circle account manager has you covered. You can apply online in under 10 minutes and get funded in under 10 days. It's that simple. Check your eligibility for a Funding Circle loan in less than 60 seconds. Visit fundingcircle.com slash fire and enter promo code FIRE for $250 off your loan origination fee. Funding Circle has already lent over $1.5 billion to business owners just like you. Visit fundingcircle.com slash fire. Funding Circle, fast, affordable, small business loans. Communication and relationship building is everything in business. But if you're looking for ways to save yourself time, money, and hassle, then stop traveling to in-person meetings. Still meet with your clients and coworkers, but just do it online instead. My recommendation, Citrix GoToMeeting, because it's a smarter way to meet. GoToMeeting makes it easy to meet with your team whenever you need to, wherever you are, because with GoToMeeting, you can be from any computer, tablet, or smartphone without travel expenses, hassle, or traffic. Plus, you can still have that face-to-face 
interaction. Just turn on your webcam and with GoToMeeting's HD quality, it's like being in the same room. I want you to sign up for GoToMeeting today. Try it free for 30 days. Nothing to lose. Visit GoToMeeting.com and click the Try It Free button. Do it now and have your first meeting up and running in minutes. That's GoToMeeting.com for your free 30-day trial. Charles, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I'm ready. Let's do this. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Limitations and expectations uh, imposed upon me by society as a whole. Uh, I'm, I think that's a broad statement, but I think really, you know, as a lawyer and, and coming from a family of other lawyers and some doctors, there's certain expectations that are placed on you. And I think, you know, those expectations can be uh, applied by any group or any person or any family to their family members. So, I, you know, you, you hear about these stories where kids grow up and their family has a successful business, whether it's an insurance business or a car repair business or whatever it is, and they're just expected to plug right into that. Um, I think just that, just the limit, limitations and expectations that everybody from my, you know, law professors to my college professors to uh, peers and, and everybody puts on you and says, this is the right road. And I think it was just took a while for me to sit and look at it and say, maybe it's the right road for you. It just doesn't happen to be the right road for me. What's the best advice you've ever received? Super easy. Rocky Balboa ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can, how much you can take and just keep moving forward. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Working out and fitness. Um, a lot of times people will joke with me and they'll say, you don't sleep much, you don't do this. And, and it's true, I really don't sleep much. But the one thing I do maintain always is, is a rigorous workout regimen and a, a really good diet. And I think that's what enables me to do what other people consider would be uh, unusual. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with Fire Nation? I have an internet resource. It's not like Evernote. I actually use... Uh, to a huge degree, Yelp. Um, I find that it's really the most incredible free uh, information that I could ever get on all hospitality concepts. And it really gives me such an unbelievable insight into uh, consumers and such a broad base of consumers, not only nationwide, but worldwide. If you could recommend just one book, Charles, what would it be and why? This is actually one that I actually heard on your show, and it was The Slight Edge. And I just absolutely love it. I heard it on your show. I bought it. And uh, I think since I bought it, I've bought seven or eight copies for friends and family. I'll tell you, that is the book, Charles, that when I'm on other shows and people say, John, what is the book you recommend? I say, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And then you have to follow it up with The Compound Effect with Darren Hardy. And Absolutely. I just actually had Darren Hardy on my show not too long ago. Great episode, Fire Nation, the founder of Success Magazine. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Charles, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it's also a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Here's what I would do. Uh, Again, coffee shops and these tea houses, they've always been um, the place for for 
the generation of ideas and the dissemination of ideas. So I think what I would do is I would go to the the first coffee shop I could find. I would get on their free Wi-Fi. I would jump on TripAdvisor and Yelp. I would find the highest rated restaurants and the highest rated coffee shops and concepts, hospitality concepts that I could find. I would then in turn take that 500 bucks and I would go and visit every single one of them that I could over the next five days. Once I'd visited them, what I think I would do is I would make a determination, not necessarily the best one, but I would make a determination of the one that I believe had the most potential and also the most evident, not necessarily problems, but issues that were going on in that restaurant or hospitality concept that I felt that my skills could address. Since I don't need to worry about my food and shelter, I would go up to them. I'd say, guys, I'm here. This is what I do. This is how I do it. And if need be, I'll intern. I'd work as long as needed, as hard as needed, provide solutions and structure for them, entrench myself within every aspect of the company, make myself completely invaluable, then sit down across from at the, the, the table and say, okay, guys, so how big of a piece of this company do I get? Fire Nation, that is the ingredients to success brought to you by Charles Liu. And Charles, let's end on fire with you sharing a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. My parting piece of guidance for all the entrepreneurs out there is just don't surrender, don't give up, don't quit, send that last email, send that last text, torture people, be tenacious, be adventurous, be experimental, never take no for an answer and just make it happen because someone out there is going to make it happen if you don't. Best way to reach me, uh, charles at charleslu.com, charles at charleslu.com. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Charles Liu and John Lee today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com and just type Charles in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today. Email Charles directly, Fire Nation. He threw it out there. Make it happen. This guy is going to keep the conversation going with you. Charles at charleslu.com. And Charles, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, JLD. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb, and to get on it, all you need to do is text EO Fire to 33444. That's EO Fire, all one word, no spaces, to 33444. And you'll get insights from my head to your inbox weekly. Today is your day, Fire Nation. Ignite.